This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, my name uh, uh, is Nick, Nick Helm, and this is Nathaniel Metcalf, and this is Nick and Nat's fan, fan club. club. Uh, first on Food Bar Radio, a first rule of fan club is tell your friends about fan club. Do tell your friends. Do tell your friends. Do tell your friends. Second rule of fan club is don't tell your friends. Do tell your friends. What I like about that this morning is <laughs> 10 seconds before we went on air, Nick said to me, Are you ready? <laughs> and I said, Yeah. And actually, this said, is it. You said, Yeah. I said, Yeah, uh, I was born ready. You did your David Essex. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been slimed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a reference to anyone else but us yet. We should play it again. We should definitely play it again. Oh, oh I no, think please. I've been slimed. <laughs> Yep! <laughs> Go David Essex. That's David Essex's cover of Ghostbusters. <laughs> and check that out. Right. Let me brilliant. tell you something. Boston, Boston makes me feel good. Right. Yeah! <laughs> uh, even better than the original, some might say. It's not, it's not, but uh, they'd be wrong. But uh, yeah, some might say that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking. Okay. Yeah, so just before it started, I said, yeah, you ready now? <laughs> I was born. Born ready, <laughs> and uh, so this is a typical clusterfuck as per usual. Uh, minute and forty every in, week, every minute week. and forty in, yet to do one bit of broadcastable content. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, here we are. I'm, I'm just going to apologise to everyone in advance. I'm actually in a surprisingly good mood right now, but uh, I am. Uh, I, I had the, one of the worst nights' sleep in recorded history oh, last yeah? night. Um, yeah, so uh, I was, uh, yeah, it's very hot, isn't it? <laughs> I don't want to be the first the person. This is what you wrote down. I'm not a big fan of heat. I'm not oh, a big fan of heat. Now, well, I've just been away and I've just got back um, and... Uh, uh, this is what you do, isn't it? You go away and come back. <laughs> and uh, sometimes, sometimes, you know, witness protection, you, you know, you never come back. You know, whether it's being part of mm. a witness protection program or maybe you've uh, displeased a mob boss yeah. and your body is now uh, swimming in the Arizona mudflats. Yeah. But uh, in this case, it was just a five-day five holiday. The people day. that went to Vietnam, they say some of them never came back. A lot of although them. Although they came back. Although they came back, uh, yeah. they're very distant. distant. Uh, it's nice to have them back, uh, but maybe not invite them to too many dinner parties. <laughs> Keep it light. Keep, Keep it, light. it light. So, um, uh, so I, you know, I've been in Spain, and um, uh, Spain was hot but dry. This place is wet. Hot and wet, just as I like it. Uh, it's so <laughs> disgusting. Nat's face is just like, oh no, Nick. Um, yeah, but uh, so uh, yeah, there was that, and then so it took me ages to get to sleep, and then I had, I would say, two, uh, not one, but two of the top ten 
worst, most terrific anxiety nightmares. Absolutely brilliant. I love these. Of all time. I love these. Um, I was cooking uh, Christmas dinner on an industrial scale for two people, mm-hmm. right? And uh, lots of people that couldn't cook uh, through incompetence kept sort of like getting in my way and it got worse and worse and worse. Um, and uh, I just, uh, and I kept sort of like uh, waking up. Well, my bed squeaks as well. I've got a really shit bed and it squeaks and um, it like, squeaks all the time. It'll squeak uh, if I'm breathing too heavy. You know? Uh, uh, that's, <laughs> you sure that's not a wheeze? That's my excuse. <laughs> that's my, uh, it's funny, though. Um, breathing too heavy. No, I'm not. I was going to. And I'm also knackered because I've been up all night fucking. Um, but <laughs> no, I haven't really. Uh, I've just come off a course of antidepressants and uh, there's no sex. Um, but uh, keep it light! <laughs> Um, uh, no, but I tell you what, I tell you what, I have been a fan of this week now. Just what have to you just been a fan of? Alcohol. Um, <laughs> I haven't drank in ages. I haven't. I, I haven't been drinking for quite a long time because I was on antidepressants, and um, and they weren't very good. This is this is a little shout out to anyone that's on antidepressants. Um, if because uh, uh, they give them away quite freely in uh, the doctors. I was feeling pretty depressed before I went to. Um, the doctor, I had a pretty bad week, and then I went to the doctors and I said, can you just sort of like, uh, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I've had depression for maybe like 30, and I never talk about it, uh, except for, you know, when I'm on the radio and on stage. But, um, but uh, the, I went to the doctors and I'd been, um, I've had depression 36 years. I always used to say, I, I always say that my favourite care bear was the one with the thundercloud on his stomach, you know, <laughs> that's not a fucking happy kid. But um, I went to the doctors, they gave me these antidepressants, um, and it's a bit shit, I'll, I'll, I'll retweet it, but um, the, the ones I were on didn't really fit with me, uh, and they made me feel really, really depressed. Uh, with none of the top side of it, so I wasn't getting the highs. That's the was, opposite of antidepressants. They were awful, and uh, and I was a zombie. I think if you listen back to the the fan club things, you can hear sort of like a distinct change on episode four yeah. when I started taking them. I was on them for like a month, uh, and um, and then um, yeah, so they didn't really sit right with me, and I felt really weird. And I've just come off them, and it's taken me like about a week and a half to sort of like start feeling like myself again, and um, I feel amazing. I feel absolutely amazing. I'm really, um, I'm like happy for the first time in a very long time. I'm worried Maybe. about my act. Um, I'm, uh, I feel happy for the first time in a long time. And um, anyone that was with me uh, through my uh, Twitter storm on uh, Wednesday night will know that I was in a pretty good mood. Recommending shows left, right and centre. Uh, being nice to people uh, uncharacteristically. Yeah, I had a really, um, so I'm feeling pretty good at the, at the moment. Uh, and uh, I, I, I've started drinking again uh not like heavily but uh but heavily and uh yeah i'm just really happy at the moment so that's what i've been a fan of how about you so what you'd say is come up your antidepressants and just drink heavily no but there are other depressed there are other antidepressants out there is what i mean to say yes so so you're saying if if you're on some that don't aren't doing the job i think you can probably shop around uh and also if you are on them and you're feeling worse than you Mm. were before um, it is also... And when Nick says shop around, he doesn't mean on the dark web. <laughs> Not on the no. dark web. No. Um, but I went into... So I went into the doctor. Uh, uh, my doctor, she gave me some... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about this much longer. But if you... Uh, but uh, I'm not... Uh, also, I'm not a professional uh, psychotherapist or no? psychologist or anything like that. Right? But she gave me some pills and uh, I was meant to go on for four weeks. And I went in after four weeks and I said, um, these aren't really working. And then another doctor said, I oh, will just... Sometimes it takes six. 
and then I was doing them again and I was su- in such a dark mm. place I was just like actually and I was not myself either and um, and I couldn't ejaculate <laughs> and so it was just like well what what's this hang on a minute not only am I more depressed than ever but I can't do my favourite thing <laughs> um, so it was like uh, so, so that was sort of depressing uh, that was depressing you know it was the opposite of what it was meant to be but um, uh, yeah but I just think I've come off them and that's the thing but that's not like saying that antidepressants uh, don't work or they do work I'm just like saying that if it's not the right thing for you and you're feeling even worse then uh, it's alright to come off them and kind of like uh, touch base with yourself again and uh, literally I mean <laughs> I didn't leave the house on Wednesday touching base like a motherfucker <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so I'm ve- I've been very I've been very happy in general this week. But um, you're about to go to Edinburgh, aren't you now? Sure. So uh, we're having to uh, scrabble around to uh, find uh, gaps in the train timetables to make sure that you can get down here every week for a month and then exactly. get back up to do your show. So I've got to get like a you know a train about five forty-five in the morning from Edinburgh. Come down here, do the show. Come down here, do the show live. And do then the show as live. And pop then on the train on the train. way back. It takes like six hours to get down here, right? But yeah. it only takes an hour, uh, ten minutes ten to get minutes, back. Yeah. And then your show is on Straight on stage. Ten minutes past one every yeah. day in Edinburgh. Yeah. And you did your last preview last night, didn't you? I did. And how did it go? It went pretty good. I'm quite, uh, I feel calmer about it. Uh, I've given in to the idea of going to Edinburgh. Quite zen about it right now. Yeah. I might not be in... An hour. Well, we'll, we'll I, uh, do you know what we'll do? Week, week on week, we'll just ask you how it's going. How it's going? Yeah, and we'll just see. We'll see how. I it like is. this. This is like memento. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, I think that's really good. I mean, um, the, the, you got your last preview out of the way. You're doing it, but we're a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about antidepressants. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We, we've seen nothing this week. <laughs> um, uh, you've been busy getting your show finished. and uh, yeah. well, you, you live just around the corner, don't you? I live just around the corner, so this is absolutely no skin off my nose. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the time I go to the local post office, uh, pick up a parcel that I've missed, uh, because, let's face it, I've been naked in my flat and I'm not going to get dressed just to answer the door. And, it's on the way to the post office as well. So, uh, so, th- so this place is on just the on the way. way to the post office, so... It's absolutely great uh, for me. Very uh, practical. What I'm saying is that I never go out of my way to do this show. I, I'll literally, you know, I've normally got an errand nearby to do, and this is just, you know, stop a stop in. off. There's but, a shop across um, the road where you buy your Pepsis. Uh, I buy my Pepsis, uh, but they're out of. Uh, well, this is the third There's shop we've been There's into. a shortage. <clears throat> There's a corner shop over over the road that does uh, Pepsi. Uh, that does Pepsi Max Cherry. That is my drink of choice. Um, and for the first two weeks, I was drinking there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they stopped doing Pepsi Match Cherry, and I was having to go down to Coke Zero, which I'm not a fan of. Mm. Uh, and then they stopped having Coke Zero, and then it was Diet Coke. And I was just said, do you know what? F this shop. I'm not yeah. going to go there anymore. Uh, and so I went to Nisa last week. Or Nicer. Or Nicer. Let's go the, the whole thing off. And um, we went to, I went to Nisa last week, and uh, uh, I got myself some ch- a, ch- a bottle of Pepsi Max Cherry. Uh, not a fan of the bottles. I'd rather have a can. Mm-hmm. Easily, m- more easily. I like a glass re- bottle. They're more easy to recycle than plastic. Is uh, is a can, and um, a big fan of recycling. Just <laughs> 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 uh, fan club. Great guy. <laughs> and um, uh, so we were in nicer last week, and then that was fine. And then bloody hell, this week we've gone nicer. Don't have nicer. No, they've nicer. Absolutely, they didn't have any Pepsi. Mm. 
Which is like it's almost like a made up. That Do you call this nicer? I think this Not is for me, worse. It isn't worse, exactly. And uh, so we ended up having to go to bloody Tesco's, Tesco's. which, if you ask my mother, is, is the devil's business. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, and and the thing about going into Tesco's was they did have Pepsi Max Cherry, but they only had one, one bottle. One bottle. And I like to get two bottles so that I've got something to keep going for the rest of the day. Now, that's fan club. <laughs> that's fan club. Um, yeah, well, I'm really excited about your show. I'm really excited to, uh, to find out about it. Um, I sent you... I t- what I did send you was I sent you one of my favourite website series. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, uh, I, This is what we should have talked about. Remember back in the day when the internet first started and people said, well, of course, the internet's going to replace television. And it was just like, bullshit, is the internet going to replace television <laughs> as a source of... I don't even watch stuff on YouTube. I, like Twitter is just like... If I am watching something at home which is why I like going to the cinema because it's just like you just you have to focus on the yeah, screen yeah. but if I am watching something at home then uh, I will just have my phone I'll be tweeting all the way through it and I won't be you know I have to I, what I've started doing is rewinding stuff a lot because I keep missing it but um, anyway so I watch this I've got there's two double screening there's, there's, t- there's two websites uh, there's, two, there's two web series that I like there's one called uh, Defunct Land and one called Abandoned. Uh, abandoned is generally about like places of interest that have now been abandoned. Uh, so you'll get like a uh, a stadium, like a like a old kind of sports arena slash music stadium that has now been abandoned, and they sort of like show footage of going around. It's like haunted, uh, and they talk about what it used to be like in its heyday and what it's mm. like now. And then Defunct Land is a web series that's. Um, uh, about uh, failed and disastrous uh, or no longer running theme park attractions. So I'm a big fan of roller coasters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I sent you one this week for um, the Disney's. <coughs> oh, what was it called? Superstar uh, Limo. Superstar Limo. That's right. <laughs> Superstar Limo, which was basically uh, it was uh, in a Disneyland California. They were trying to add on to the existing uh, Disneyland in California mm-hmm. and they realized, they thought if people go to California they're going to go to all these other places in California they're going to go to Monument Valley they're going to visit all these other attractions but they thought if they could bring all of the rest of California to a park in California that everyone would just stay in Disneyland yeah, and say they visited everywhere in California. Like so they had a recreation of the Golden Gate Bridge yeah. and the uh, the Redwood Forest and all of that stuff. So it's just kind of like, oh, right, that's, that's kind of uh, absolutely <laughs> missing the point of the fact that Disney was just like, not only do we want to be a destination <laughs> in our own right, but we want to be all the destinations. All the destinations. And then it was Michael Eisner that wanted to do it, he was the head of Disney at the time, and then he realised that that was just an absolutely crazy, stupid idea. Uh, and so they were like, right, we need to replace it last minute. And so they said, okay, we've got this idea for a dark ride. A dark ride is a ride that is, uh, you have a roller coaster that's outside, mm-hmm. and that is not a dark ride. And then the ones that are contained inside uh, a building are the dark ride. So something like Space Mountain would be a dark ride. The Aerosmith ride is a, ride, is a dark ride. Where it's, like a, it's a roller coaster, but it's within a contained mm-hmm. building. So they had an idea for a dark ride, which is called Superstar Limo, which is that the concept of it would be that you get to be a Hollywood celebrity. You're in California. Why not have the Hollywood treatment? And you get in a limousine, and it's on a roll. It's a roller coaster, and you go at high speed around, and you meet loads of celebrities. Uh, and at the end of it, uh, you become a superstar yourself. And the all, paparazzi. Of, all the way through it, you're being chased by the paparazzi from one end of town to the other. Uh, the problem with that was they were just about to get ready to launch it, and uh, Princess Diana died, and they were just like, right, well we're Disney. 
we can't, can't be associated with anything like that. So they scrapped that. They scrapped the paparazzi element, and then they also scrapped the high-speed pursuit yeah, element, yeah. and they made it like a slow ride, like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, where you're basically, or it's a small world, but without not on water. Um, or, if you're a Chessington kind of guy, a Professor Burp's Bubble Works uh, from the 90s, which isn't there anymore. It's not there anymore. I went to the, went and read it on the last weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I really liked Professor Burke's Bubble too. Works. Me I'm too. a massive I'm very fan. Very fond of it. Um, and the Fifth Dimension. Did you ever go on that? I don't remember that. One. That was at Chessington as well. And it was just when the Vampire Ride opened, and then never saw it. Right, there was a few things to do. Road Dragon River. Oh yeah, that was, oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. good. Um, love, I love theme parks. Um, and uh, anyway, so they were kind of like, right, okay, so this is going to be a slow ride. So basically. What happens is, so Michael Eisner was just like, right, okay, I'm the head of Disney, I'm going to make a big speech. He loved the idea of the ride. They pitched this idea and he said, I love it, I love it. Because they basically had the space and they were just like, we've got to fill it. And he goes, I love this idea of this slow pursuit uh, Hollywood uh, journey through, there was loads of sort of like in-jokes. They were like, um, there was a DreamWorks joke where instead of DreamWorks, they oh, called yeah. it Dream Jerks. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and there was sort of like, Michael Eisner really loved how sort of like in, in, um, <clears throat> in-jokey it was. Michael Eisner was going to do uh, like a presentation at the beginning of the show saying, hey guys, welcome to Disneyland's uh, Superstar Limo. And it was all kind of like, you know, he was really proud of this thing. Um, <clears throat> and then you'd go around this really slow moving ride and at the end of it you'd be a celebrity. And then what happened was uh, they, they didn't have the rights to any likenesses from any celebrities. So what they ended up doing was they yes. ended up getting... It was like they did uh, 3D kind of models, um, <clears throat> the equivalent of... Uh, the street artist at Leicester Square. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think weren't they all people who were contracted to Disney at the time? Yeah, but they were sort of like mid mid level. So Drew Carey. Drew had, Carey is had, one of the was one of the, was one but of not the, the real Drew Carey. It's like an animatronic Drew Carey. An animatronic. They've spent a lot of money doing an animatronic Drew Carey. There was an animatronic Cindy Crawford. Yeah. This was like late nineties as yeah. well. So this wasn't the peak of Cindy yeah. Crawford's career. I think you could have got the real ones to stand there for as much money as it would have. The cut. video is amazing yeah. because basically. Basically, you got the real Drew Carey uh, with all of the cast of the Drew Carey stra- show and Rosie O'Donnell. There's Ryan Stars is there, and Drew Carey is sort of like jumping up and down with excitement, just going, oh, "I can't, oh, I can't wait! I'm in a ride! I'm in a ride at Disneyland!" And you're there going, "Like, yeah, but you're uh, even you've got to know that if in in a ride that promises meeting the biggest stars in Hollywood, even you've got to admit that that's going to be pretty shit when you yeah. come face to face with yourself, right? And uh, and so Drew Carey's so excited and then there's footage of Drew Carey and the cast of the Drew Carey show going around this really slow pink limousine uh, meeting Drew Carey and they all look sort of horror, horrified by oh, the other thing that happened was before before they opened it Michael Eisen said oh well uh, this is awful I'm not going to be in it yeah. so they refilmed the <laughs> intro of like they put like this Harvey Weinstein-esque sleazy Hollywood producer in it and um, and then they took all of like the dreams jerks jokes out because they said I mean this They're show worried. is awful uh, th- this this ride is awful, so we, we we don't have the chutzpah to kind of like start slagging off other people, and so they go all the way around this thing, and Drew Carey looks horrified, and then the the person that they meet at the end, the biggest star in Hollywood, <laughs> the biggest star in Hollywood, bearing in mind that you know uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger could have had anyone, it could have had anyone, you know, maybe Arnold someone from the past, Sylvester Golden Age Sloan, of Hollywood, uh, Burt Reynolds, uh, yeah. Humphrey Bogart, the biggest star of anyone it could be when you get all the way around to the end, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, you you come face to face with the 
biggest star on the planet there by the exit waving you off is Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> oh man the look on their faces when they go and there's, there's this really amazing moment where at the end of at the end of, uh, end of Drew Carey's uh, uh, first sort of like experience with the ride they all get out and then and this isn't even for cameras because they're, they're being paid by Disney to endorse the product and everyone really awkwardly just sort of like looks at their watches and goes um, let's go uh, to another ride like, let's go Let's go somewhere else. Let's go anywhere other than here. I like that they closed the ride down, but for no reason. They just were like, we just, we just, we had nothing to replace it. They just went, let's just close it. We, the reason why we created it was so that we wouldn't have an empty space. But yeah. we've, this ride is so bad <laughs> that just we think that. that we'll just have an empty space. And it re, they, they, re, uh, they, they re-skinned all of like the animatronics. And now when you go to uh, Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc., there's a, a guy in kind of like a yellow Back to the Future kind of <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. nuclear fallout out, uh, outfit uh, who's sort of like acting all wacky. Uh, that's Drew Carey. And there's another one that's sort of like uh, standing around like a like a, I mean, this is what they did with the Cindy Crawford one. She was sort of like a streetwalker, sort of yes. leaning against the side, wearing kind of provocative clothing. Uh, and that's now that's a, Cindy Crawford still there as well. They repackaged all of them. Anyway, uh, that's what uh, I really enjoyed that video. Me too. I've been okay. trying to tell everyone to watch it. It's just <laughs> so funny. Good. How disappointed they are at the end is amazing. <laughs> uh, going to play a song and then we're going to get a guest on. I get these headaches. I get one every day. Fubar Radio presents. Film this with Sean Walsh and Mark Simmons. Bond producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli sent in a statement. We Barbara are done... Broccoli? Why is that? Yeah. Broccoli? Um. <laughs> that really annoys me because uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Simmons there is pretending that he's never heard of Barbara Broccoli and Carby Broccoli. And you go, who's never fucking heard of Carby Broccoli, the producer of. Uh, the James Bond film I mean that's all he's done this is broccoli at the beginning of every I ju- it just so infuriates <laughs> me that bit from Filmish uh, the other our rival rival uh, the, show the other flagship foobar show uh, two like cool we're, dudes we're, talking we're one about, of the flagship shows we are the flagship, the flagship foobar show. show I mean we have upwards and including 10, ten listeners a ten week 10 listeners a week um, <clears throat> yeah tell and it's a friends. growing audience tell your friends it's a growing audience yeah um Oh, it's around the corner, mate. It's fine. We're joined in the studio now uh, by uh, uh, comedian, 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 comedian. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a seventies man. By, by woman comedian, <laughs> uh, Suze Kempner. Hello, hello. How are you doing? You're all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you were just about to say about uh, Action Park, weren't you? Yeah, I heard you talking about defunct rides in theme parks and I'm really obsessed with this old uh, theme park that used to be in New York in the 70s and 80s called Action Park and it was like an outdoor water park but, and with like a concrete alpine slide and yeah. they shut it down because loads of people died yeah it was really <laughs> dangerous really ta- it was like it was like your mate had, uh, had uh, cobbled together 
uh, a water flume out of crates, uh, wooden crates, and then they, they did the thing. Johnny Knoxville just made a film about it. Has he? Yeah, they, oh. I don't know whether it's like a jack. Uh, I think it's probably a bit like, um, not Dirty Grandpa, what's the Bad Grandpa? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bad Grandpa. Which one's? That's, yeah, because Dirty Grandpa's the De Niro, Robert De Niro film. Yeah. That's he really right. commits. Yeah. <laughs> De Niro really commits. He went method on it. It was yeah. really good. Uh, I think that, what, it's Taxi Driver. Dirty Grandpa, mm. Goodfellas. For yeah, me. yeah. For me, three. those are the big three. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Bad Grandpa, where it's kind of like it's got fictional, it's got a, it's got a narrative, mm-hmm. but they do like loads of stunts. Yeah, it's all improvised. So I think really Action commits. Park is like that. Yeah. Um, isn't isn't every water ride you've ever been on was there always like a rumor, wasn't there, that someone got their head cut open some, yeah. on some? Someone put a, some bubble gum and a razor blade halfway down a, a water slide. Oh, well, we had that one in St Albans growing up at the. At the um, what were they called? There Definitely was, never happened. That they were flumes, uh, aquazooms. They were called yeah. aquazooms um, at Verulamium swimming pool. We had the water the, palace. Near yeah. us, that shut down because people died in it. But people they died, died in your mm. actual water palace. They might have done. Maybe they ran out of money and died. <laughs> That's always the rumour. It's like ah, oh, people died, and it's like did it? Or did no Maybe. one go? Well, if you look at this thing that I was just telling you about, what was it? Called? Uh, the abandoned. There's an actual Disney park. There was a Disney uh, park that was sort of like a water thing, where um, they basically used um, lake water. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't sort of like clean, and well, they cleaned it, went through a cleaning process, but there were sort of antibacterial things that got into um, the uh, you know, you know the, the guests, and there was a, a, a school party of kids in the late two late nineties. Um, um, I can't remember the name of the part though, but it's closed down. Basically, one of the kids got infected with an antibacterial thing and uh, died. Died, oh, but, but because died. they were using lake water, and there was sort of like something wrong with the clean. But this is a Disney park, That's and they were just bizarre. like, "We're closing this." It was, it was one of their sort mm. of. Uh, yeah. It was very much the Nick and Nat's fan club of the Disney <laughs> water park uh, thing. But um, no one's died on this yet, though. Not yet. Well, well, we'll God willing. Stay tuned. If we, if it keeps going, one of us will definitely die. Yeah, it keeps going true. for long and long. But yeah. as we were reminded very clearly before the show started, we're still on a probation, probation period. period. <laughs> uh, not yet been given the mugs. No. Uh, but you were given your tea today in a Sean Walsh a mug. Oh, yeah. mug that says Sean with two M's, and that can only be one. <laughs> There's only one. There's only one Sean with. Is that really how his name's spelt? With two ends. Do you think he did that when he went into comedy? Oh, yeah. I think it means that people talk about him even when he's not in the room. Just like this situation <laughs> now. So in many ways, we're doing a lot to promote Sean Walsh. My, my, I'm Nathaniel, but I've got three ends at the beginning. Uh, and I'm Nick, and I've just got the one end. Oh, <laughs> so you were all right in those gift shops where they had all the... I was absolutely fine. Except for they never really ever spelt Nicholas right. I've got Nicholas really? with an H, and there was I've always Nicholas with an O. Mm. Uh, and no and H. No H. <laughs> uh, obviously, Nicholas with an H also has an O. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're getting bogged down in this. Um, so, uh, uh, how's your show coming along? Your show's about Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Yeah, it's about how I grew up playing Sonic and whether I wasted my 90s. You, um, <laughs> alert, I didn't. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, w- uh, are you still a Sonic fan? Yeah, love it. I really love it. Like, too much. I played it again rec- when I started writing the show, which is which was all finished in January, by the way. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I yeah, I started playing it again. I went, I'm going to play it again. There's and research. Yeah, I went, I went, I bet I get bored of this in ten minutes. No. No, really. It's still great. And has um, that ruined actually writing the show now? 
Uh, I think that ship had already sailed when okay. I came up with the idea, but we'll see. <laughs> was, uh, so, um, were you a Sonic 2 fan? Yeah. Uh, did you go 8 bit and 16 bit. Uh, what's, so, I am 37. Okay. So, I remember for, I can't remember which Christmas it was, but I had a Mega Drive. Mm. You used to have a Master System. Yeah. Upgraded to a Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. I still miss the old 8 bits. Should have so kept hold of it. I got, a, um, I got a Master System converter, which yeah. basically you slotted on top of a Mega Drive and made your Mega Drive shitter. <laughs> um, and uh, I got Sonic 2 for Christmas. And I Mega Drive Sonic 2 uh, Master System Sonic, oh, okay. Sonic 2 and when I opened it the, inside the box was Sonic 1 oh and it ruined Christmas that <laughs> oh no that sounds like a, a really terrible Christmas it, it does was, it was, I but I made it worse <laughs> I was an absolute dick about it <laughs> and I was just sort of like uh, it was sort of like uh, as I was going to bed I sort of like looked very sort of like disappointed at my parents <laughs> And I knew what I was doing. I was Did they do it for a prank? No, they, they, Imagine how awful they would feel as they, well. They would have felt terrible okay. about it. And I literally just went out of my way to make them feel worse. <laughs> and I was just like, well, um, on my way to bed on Christmas Day, I was just, well, I'm a little bit disappointed with how things have turned out. <laughs> but... Um, you did your best. <laughs> and then I went to bed. And like you went away going, I think I've got the upper hand there. I think, I think I've got nailed, I'm the bigger man. I absolutely nailed the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. They learned <laughs> a valuable lesson this Christmas. But, uh, yeah, so Sonic, Sonic I, was always, yeah. I was always a Sega uh, Alex kid over yeah. Mario. And yeah. I loved Sonic the Hedgehog so much. Yeah. I remember Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out on a Tuesday and yeah. they called it Sonic, Sonic Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. And it came out in, in Japan, America and Europe at the same time, which was unheard of back then. Unheard oh. of yeah. Is this all material from your show? No, then? I knew that anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> That's so exciting. What's the, what's the nature of the show? Is it talking about that or is it playing along? Or it's is like, it... I go, oh, look at all the Sonic I played. Uh, but, I, but when I was a kid, I was never able to complete Sonic with all the Chaos Emeralds because I had a very selfish dad and brother who wanted to play it too so <laughs> I, they, I, I didn't get first dibs on the Master System or the Mega Drive I, I've got an amazing memory about um, the uh, uh, Sonic on the Mega Drive yeah. which was my sister was playing it on the Mega Drive and I wanted to get on the Mega Drive and uh, and she'd gotten she, this is the furthest she'd ever gotten Sonic yeah and, um, uh, and she'd done it all by like hard work and perseverance mm-hmm. and she'd got really far. she's three years older than me okay um and she got, re- you know, she was really sort of like, oh, I've done really hard. I was watching, and um, and I said, you know, if you press that button, it's Infinity Lives. Oh. And she, like, she had a glint in her eye, like the woman at the end of Last Crusade when she's reaching for the Holy Grail, <laughs> and she just went out and she pressed the reset button straight away, and it, like, and it's put her right back oh. to the beginning of the game. And you sound like a brilliant kid, now. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> lovely kid. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> But it, I think she learned a valuable lesson about yeah. hard work and greed. Yeah. I've got to be yeah. honest, though. Like, what did she think the reset button did? Yeah, it says reset yeah. on it. I think yeah, it doesn't say, it doesn't her say her infinity yeah. lives. No. So she got really far based on you know her own you know yeah. uh, her hoist of her own petard. Yeah. And uh, yeah, your sister comes out of this really badly. Actually, yeah, what yeah. an absolute Billy Bellen. <laughs> I can't believe that she did that. Anyway, that was a cool dude, and I managed to just say, well, seeing as she'd gone all the way back to the beginning I guess it's my turn <laughs> uh, you know, once again I won <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was uh, Sega taught your family a lot of lessons <laughs> yeah I'm 
fucking monster. <laughs> and what a place to what a place to find that out on live international radio. <laughs> yeah. um, with uh, a growing audience, every growing yeah. every week, week on week. What's week the, what week. do you reckon the audience is? Millions. Oh yeah. I would mm. say that we've probably got between three. Mm. And two thousand listeners. Three and two thousand. <laughs> Somewhere between that. We've we're on iTunes as well. Have you heard of iTunes? Yeah, I've heard of it. And that is a potential audience of unlimited, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. In theory. B- billions of people. Whoever's got the internet. Uh, and and a foobar is on the internet. So yes. that's worldwide, isn't it? The internet. Yeah. W World Wide Web. Worldwide, that is. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, wouldn't it be crazy? Because the year is 2018. Wouldn't it be crazy if we looked up one day and it, it turned out that we had exactly 2018 listeners? Oh. Like the year. Wouldn't that be weird? Is there a way of looking? <laughs> 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 There's a thing that I had to do in shops where people, you know, uh, uh, they'll say, oh, that'd be 1685. And I'll say, oh. Like yeah. the year, yeah, <laughs> and they'll look at me like I do that all the time. I always say, "What a year that was!" And they they never go. Oh, yeah. That's I just want a little bit of acknowledgement. No, that'd be 1984, please. Oh, oh same oh, year as Terminator. I better buy something else, or the, this, these purchases are tainted. <laughs> Yeah, love it. I love it. And once somebody said, uh, you know, it's like uh, no, it's like three pounds eighty six. And I put my hand in my pocket, got it out, and it, I had three pounds eighty six in my hand. And I went, oh, three eighty six. And the guy looked at me like, who gives a shit, mate? It's a fucking cue. Get the fuck out of my face, you fucking pathetic, useless piece of shit of a human. And I was just like, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got Irish. <laughs> That's my club. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so, how many Edinburghs have you done, Sis? This is my fifth Edinburgh in a row. That's but a my solo sixth artist. show. Yeah, my fifth solo year, but my sixth show. And one you, year I did two. Oh, have you done one every year? Yeah, since twenty fourteen. Never missed a year. Not since 2014. 2014 In 2013 was... I went up and I did a shit play. <laughs> so, <laughs> 20 which year? 2014. 2014. So, 2013. Yeah, so technically six in a row. Six in a you row. did two solo shows one year? Yeah, in 2016. Yeah, Whoa. they were both very successful and I didn't lose loads of weight and cry a lot. <laughs> this is standard stuff now. This is standard two stuff. One year shows. I did four shows. Really? Oh yeah, but they're You've not... You wrote four shows? But not solo shows. Well, one of them was a musical that I wrote Oh yeah. yeah. One of them was a double act, to be fair. Okay. Yeah. But come on, Paul, pull your weight. Paul F. Taylor. We were in a double oh, act called. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say we were in a double act called Short and Curly, but that's his double act now. You wish you were in Short. I do wish I was in Short and Curly. I can't believe he left me for his wife. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, so yeah, I did that, and then I did. Yeah, I didn't write four solo shows, but um, okay. in in one year. Did you but, write two though? Did I write two? Yeah, I've, I've done. Yeah. I've done. I've done all sorts of crazy shit in my I life. I think that's yeah. impressive. I would find that incredibly stressful doing. It, it. Yeah, it is. It I was a terrible <laughs> mistake. I've probably not. I've probably not written two solo shows in one year. No, if you wrote a musical and a solo show in the same year. No, I didn't write a solo show that year. That was the year I did my double act. (laughs) You're better than me, Sue. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just in quantity. Although I haven't had a year off. This is my first year off since 2006. 2005 was my last year off. And then before that, so I did 97, 98. Oh, bloody hell. Not 99. Okay. Yeah, I did. 97, 98, mm. 99, not 2000, 2001, 2002, not 2003, right. 2004, not 2005, 2006, 7, 8, 
9, 10, 11, 12, <gasps> 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, not 2018. Not 2018. Feel absolutely fucking chronic about it. But um, <laughs> it's fine. I've got an idea for a show next year. So it's fine. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry, Suze. I've got an idea for a show Thank next goodness. year. So uh, it's not going to be. <laughs> Edinburgh's not dead. Oh, well, I'm awful, aren't I? I've literally just told two anecdotes about what I can tell you. I've, <laughs> I've hijacked. Three, three. I've, 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 I've hijacked. There were two Sega ones. There were two Sega ones. What's the third one there, I'm a Just now. I didn't think that <laughs> that Edinburgh was me thing. being a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Suze, I wasn't including that one just then. Oh. Oh. It's all art is subjective. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, you've done two fuckfests, haven't you? Was it two fuckfests? Uh, I did one and I got drunk and sang back in vocals too loudly. And um, You've not to, been back since? Yeah, definitely wasn't us. <laughs> was that the first one? Was that the first What's one? his name? Lloyd Griffith looked at me like I was scum. Oh, but you did my Christmas Spectacular, <laughs> though, didn't you? On yeah. Radio 1? Uh, no, no. Yes, you did. I didn't. I was asked and I was busy. <laughs> Oh. And I was busy doing something not as good, but I stick to my plans. Are you on my album? No. How, how many times? Why am I even we, here? How many times <laughs> have we worked together then? The, oh, we did uh, the 2014 show at the Grand. Yes. Yeah, that was really good. And then we did the Christmas show, and I got drunk and sang BVs too loudly. Yeah, but no one cares about that. Mm, Lloyd Griffith did. Yeah, but Lloyd hasn't <laughs> been back since either. <laughs> but then I saw him in Edinburgh last year, and he was quite friendly. I thought, oh, it's all right. We've, we're past that now. Lloyd is lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like him. Yes. I like the term. I like BVs his yellow as well. BVs. BVs. Sorry, that, that no, stands no. for Big Value <laughs> for the people who not in the music industry. Big Value is too loud. Yeah, oh, big value. I always it? think that about uh, big value comedy. Big value comedy, a real I just think thing. it's wrong, isn't it? It should be mm. good value good comedy. Value. <laughs> should be good value and uh, and just generally good quality. Yeah, which oh, not the year I did it, but <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I was doing my so- solo show that year. Okay, so, which year was that? <laughs> 2010. That's my big year. Big year. <laughs> I went to Edinburgh 2010 as well. I did. It was my eighth gig. Did you see Keep Part of the Gold when you were there? No, I was only there for two days, when sorry. Was the, sorry. Tell me, <laughs> when was the first time you uh, saw... <laughs> <laughs> I did see you in 2010 because I was doing stand-up. Uh, was no, 2009. Pretty impressive I saw you at the Lion's was Den. It, was it good? Lion's Den? Yeah. Lion's Den comedy, I was like, but I'm afraid Lucy Porter was also on, and I went, oh, I feel like a... Oh, and I saw you in News Review. You were in the cast after me of News Fucking Review. Fucking hell. You did the cast before me on yeah. News Review? Fucking hell, you news did a Jonathan review. Ross impression that I really enjoyed. You oh, kept yeah, yeah, shouting yeah. finger on the pulse. <laughs> um, Go on, do your Jonathan Ross impression. <laughs> I want to hear this. Uh, my it Jonathan was just Ross his actual voice. Uh, my Jonathan Ross impression was Hello, I'm Jonathan Ross. <laughs> and I basically just did that because the thing about news reviews, they got yeah. genuinely good impressions <laughs> and they got people from the theatre background. The year we did it, Sarah Pascoe directed it. Or yeah. the one that we did. Sarah Pascoe directed it and uh, there was me and Caroline May that were doing it and then two actors oh my god was Caroline maybe in yeah, that yeah 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 <gasps> and uh, basically me and Caroline the writers for News Review I mean I'm, I'm never going to do News Review again <laughs> the writers for News Review would send us these sketches which would make me feel physically sick yeah, about the thought that I would have to perform <laughs> yeah. them so uh, we, me and Caroline would just rewrite everything because we were comedians yeah. and then the actors would sort of like do their bit uh, they would, uh, Kyron uh, McConville was a really great actor he, was, he did oh, yeah, really he good was Richard good. Madeley yeah I remember and they asked me to do uh, Jonathan Ross and I was just like I can't do impressions I'm not going to so I would do like the worst Jonathan Ross impression ever and uh, I remember the writers used to come in on the first night of the week so was it it was Wednesdays to Saturdays was Uh, it 
Is it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? You right. rehearsed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You rehearsed and wrote Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You had Mondays off and then yeah. you'd do your performances. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it was quite an intense... But, and you got yeah. paid like 27... <laughs> pounds a week. Yeah, it what? was rubbish. Oh, yeah, it's rubbish. You got absolutely, and but and you'd have to give them a hundred percent of your time, except mm-hmm. for Mondays that you get. It was just, it was, all of, and it was really stressful. And yeah. then what would happen is you'd try and make the shows as good as possible in the week you had. I imagine it's the equivalent of doing like a. a it's the closest I'll get to do something like Saturday Night Live, <laughs> where you're, going to, you're writing all week and then you're performing in the evening, like new topical sketches. And the writers would come on the first night to see yeah. which of their sketches would get through. And sometimes their sketches would, uh, they'd say, "Oh, you've done a, um, you've done a Jonathan Ross sketch, and that's being used." And so they'd come excited to see the stuff being used, and we'd have rewritten it entirely because it, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. And uh, and there were some good sketches, but. The there are a lot of t- you know sketches where you go. I can see some potential in that. But at the end of the day, we have to perform this week. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Yeah, um, there's, uh, they had a message board. Did, did you know that? The writers' message board. Yeah, yeah they hated us. They, yeah. they absolutely hated. They kept slagging me off on it. Oh really? <laughs> oh well, that's okay. They did it with you as well. Yeah. They, uh, but they absolutely hated because Sarah Pascoe was uh, is uh, but was at the time a stand-up comedian as well. So they hated the fact that there were people that were there with their own opinions and their own yeah. kind of style of comedy. Yeah. And they weren't just sort of like, um, uh, and I am a fan of some actors, but <laughs> they weren't just, you know, mindless drones. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, so they would, yeah, it was it was really difficult, News Review was. Yeah. But there'd always be the thing, which was Rory Bremner started off on News Review. And yes, you'd go, Bill Bailey directed a News Review. And then <laughs> oh, it wasn't like Ben Elton not allowed in it. When he wasn't famous, he auditioned for it, and they were like, no, you can't be in it. And they went, Ben Elton got turned down. Right, well, your loss. Because <laughs> he wrote, we rock you, and that's really good. <laughs> that is, I've not seen it. It's rubbish. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, Pretty I mean, bad. that's why I haven't seen it, because I did hear it wasn't. Yeah, it's, it's garbage. But um, I love the word garbage. I, like the way, <laughs> I love the way it's coming back and being anglicised. Um, yeah, stinking garbage. But the thing about an interview is uh, the, the person that directed the production after us was Gemma Whelan. Oh, was it? And so you go, well, Sarah Pascoe uh, directs a news review, and she's obviously Sarah Pascoe now, yeah. and Gemma Whelan's obviously... So I do think there is something in the fact that news review... But I don't think it's news review's thing. I used to put out chairs for Amuse Moose, <laughs> and uh, Hills Jago... That's how I started out in comedy. I really? used to put out chairs. And um, Hills Jago that went to Amuse Moose used to say, well, Jimmy Carr started out putting out chairs. And you go... Yeah. Yeah. But his career really changed when he started telling jokes though, didn't it? That was like <laughs> that was like the big that was the big step. So yeah. um so there's one of those things. But I don't yeah, I'm not sure if News Review is responsible for Gemma no. Whelan no, being in not. Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> Imagine if Oh was. the Gemma Whelan. I saw you do a really good uh, 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 Judy Finnegan and uh, we'd love you to be <laughs> we'd love you to be in Game of Thrones. I think you've got what it takes. Can you get? Can you get? Can you get the, uh, the, the girl that did uh, Claudia Winkleman? Uh, we, <laughs> we would love. We would love her to be in Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I did a Hillary Clinton impression from a re- looking back, a very very sexist sketch about Hillary Clinton, and it was it was horrible. And uh, I just went, oh, I better do it because otherwise that's 
very disrespectful to the writers. And then on the night that we were going to do that sketch, like on the, that Thursday when that sketch was going to debut, our director just went, no, I'm pulling it. It's awful. It's awful. She just pulled it out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's gotta, yeah. You've got to be the one that does it, though. Yeah, so exactly. you've got to be the one who's like pleased with it or trying to make it yeah. better. Because you're the one who's doing it. A writer gets to do it from behind like a typewriter and doesn't have any idea. Yeah. The jokes I wrote for my shows were terrible until I got them until I do it in front of an audience and then you go okay I've got to make this better yeah exactly that's why we that, believe you I'm not, I'm not 100% sure but I've got a feeling that uh, Josh Widdicombe and Henry Widdicombe uh, started out um, uh, for fuck's sake Natalie <laughs> Sh- <laughs> Sean added an extra N because of Sean William Scott did he? <gasps> so he wasn't born with that no. extra N what was what was I saying? Um, the uh, Widdicombs. The Widdicombs. I think they started off submitting sketches for um, did, uh, news, news review. review. I hope they didn't I write might, that might be, I might be wrong. It may have been a news thing on the radio. Yeah. Okay. But, news um, Jack or something. No, it would have been earlier than that. Okay. We should talk about your cat suits. <laughs> It says here well, that your cat has appeared in a movie. Yes, my cat, when I was growing up, uh, it was called Boris, and he played Jones in Aliens. No! Fuck yeah. off! Yeah! I did know this sort of vaguely. Yeah, I do work yeah. into conversations quite early. That is... <laughs> you know, Aliens or Alien? Aliens. Okay, cool. Second one. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, is Jones. Well, yeah. All right. It's Boris. Uh, that's a bit of a shame to, you know, because Aliens is not my favourite of the franchise. <laughs> but also, oh, it's, it's a bit of a sad thing to find out that the cat obviously died in between it films might and not had have to be done. replaced. Might not have done. Well, if it's not the same one from the first one. Then it's <laughs> no, they needed a cat that could hiss really easily. And your one can do that. Yeah, yeah he was horrible. Uh, I, I, How I, did they I, find him? Is my mum's friend found animals for film and TV. Oh, wow. Um, Simple as that. My dog was in Snatch as well. I rewatched yeah. Aliens recently, and that cat is fucking amazing. Yeah, he's... <laughs> like, you know when he's hissing? Yeah. Yeah, he's hissing at a cat that's just off camera. Oh, really? But what did you think he was hissing at? The, the prospect of an alien. Yeah, exactly, so... Good acting. It's really acting. good. For me, in that film, it's uh, Weaver, Henriksen, the cat, yeah. Paxton. In that yeah, order. no, I'll take that. And Bean. Is it Bean or Bien? I'd say Bean. I'd say Bean. Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Star of Terminator. <laughs> Aliens. And The Rock. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Um, yeah, I really love that. We should that. play your song. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're running out of time. Like I chose a re- nice short one. To rattle things. Oh, thank you for that. But, uh, no, don't worry. We, the show works at its best when everyone picks a five and a half minute song. <laughs> I, that was my <laughs> first choice. And I went, don't do that. Uh, what, what is the song? It it's is Stone Cold Crack. Crazy by Queen. Is that in uh, We Were Rocky? No, it's not. It's a good song. Crazy. Don't go crazy, you know. We're back, we're back. 
back. We're back. <laughs> I told you it was short. We, we, we were talking about uh, uh, who world. we did and didn't like within the world of spoken word performances. With a mic, sir. Nat's fan club. <laughs> we're back. Um, so, so, what time is your show, Sue? My show is at 1 p.m. Oh, oh fucking no. hell. There's a clash. 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 Yeah, clash. 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 Oh. Clash. Clash. Oh, clash. No. Clash. Clash. Uh, clash. Clash. Uh, we're going to have a it. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome battle now to see who gets to. Oh. Speaking of uh, We Will Rock You, yeah. uh, I was talking to a friend about uh, the Tina musical at the moment, Tina Turner musical at the yeah. moment, and they were like saying, oh, it's like a jukebox musical thing, taking you through a life. I love Tina Turner so much, I can't. Mm. I, I think we mentioned it in a future episode um, <laughs> that we played during Edinburgh. Uh, but um, what's really funny about we Mad Max, the Mad Max it. thing, is that um, there's a part in the musical where. No. It's really great. There's a part in the musical, though, where they go. The, one of the greatest lines that you can use for this moment we've got it right here it's a Tina Turner song and she's going to turn around and she's going to start singing we don't need another hero mm. and in the, in the life story of Tina Turner and so she's something happens and I haven't seen it I'm going to go I'm going to take my mum for my her friend's birthday. in it I reckon it's good I think it's meant to be amazing it's meant yeah. to be uh, everything that the bodyguard uh, was mm. only with a good decent story like the bodyguard was, was simultaneously the shittest thing you've ever seen yeah. And then Beverly Knight is the best thing you've ever seen. I'm, uh, I, I, I'm so it. in love with Beverly Knight. I think she's the best thing uh, she's since amazing. sliced bread. But anyway, so the Tina thing, and they go, there's a bit when Tina Turner goes, we don't need another hero. Yeah? And then mm. it's like, great. And then she starts singing, we don't need another hero. And this is the life story of Tina Turner. And then she starts singing about Thunderdome. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> oh, actually, it's one of those, fr- <laughs> it's one of those songs where, where it's got a really iconic chorus. <laughs> and then the, the, the fucking, the actual body of the song is the plot of Mad Max 3. <laughs> it's like, uh, who wants to live forever? And it's a kind of magic from Highlander. Yeah. And you go like, oh, it's a kind of magic. And then he's singing yeah. about this race that lives. <laughs> A thousand years ago. It's not really applicable to just any old song. Either. You've written a very specific song about Highlander. And that's an Elmo's Fire song. Right, yeah, yeah, Elmo's yeah. Fire. But that's not about the film. That's about a man in a wheelchair who rolled across America. <laughs> so why did they call the did they call the film St. Elmo's Fire after the song? No, I don't think so. I think they named it after the phenomenon of that is St. Elmo's Fire. Which they named the cafe after. <laughs> no, is St. Elmo's Fire a good film? No. It's not? No, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold that up. That and Reality Bites, I put them together as films from <laughs> that era that do not hold up. Rea- well, no, Reality Bites was 10 years after. Um, yeah, to be fair. Mi- St. Elmo's Fire no, was 10 what, years. 87? Late 80s, and I think. Reality Bites was mid 90s. Ben Stiller's Territorial Day. I want to say, Reality um, Bites. Maybe 93. 93. Uh, desperately trying oh, to get our Reality Bites info out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you look up what year St. Elmo's Fire was? I think it's 87. What do you think it was? I think 88. Um, I think uh, St. Elmo's Fire, a noun, uh, <laughs> is a phenomenon <laughs> in which a luminous <laughs> electrical discharge appears on a ship or aircraft I mean, during a storm. you're nodding very smugly there, Natalie, but... 1985? 1985, really? St. Elmo's Fire. 1980s, reality Bites, Reality course, Bites. That was the one 93, that was... 93, Reality Bites. 93, 93, 93. I reckon... 93, Reality Bites? 95, I'd say Reality 93. Bites. 93. Well, maybe I'm... <gasps> 
94! Oh, well, I'm, 95. I'm probably thinking of flirting with disaster. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think if they tried to make something almost fire in nineteen eighty seven, they wouldn't have been able to get them all together in one room. It would be like the herding cats. That's true. <laughs> that br- <laughs> the cat pack. <laughs> um, um, You've got a new rest of us running off down there. Oh, I was talking to someone about Mannequin yesterday. Oh, that's a very good film. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you were talking about that. <laughs> Mama put the coins on my ass because I sure don't believe what I'm saying. I love uh, 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 that genre, not that film specifically, actually. Uh, so what, what genre would you put it in? Um, comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I love comedy. Andrew, Andrew McCarthy movies. I like the genre of movie that is Andrew McCarthy Andrew movie. McCarthy St. Movies. Elmo's Fire, Mannequin, like Weekend at Bernie's. One and two. And two. <laughs> Did he make both of them? Weekend at Bernie's 2 is absolutely. I mean. It's we the same. It's not. It's Weekend not. at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's, <laughs> is, Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> is brilliant, though. Any, he gets uh, reanimated, doesn't he? In voodoo. Uh, Barry <laughs> oh, Bostwick really? is uh, is the bad guy following him around, putting on voodoo curses oh. on. Uh, and it's just, you go, fucking Really? Hell. So it's that different? Weekend at Bernie's 2 is very much the uh, mannequin on the move of, uh, of <laughs> Andrew McCarthy's book of Shadows. Yeah. No, I think it's it would have been better if, uh, in actual fact, much like Mannequin on the Move, uh, they'd have put <laughs> William Ragsdale as the Andrew McCarthy replacement. <laughs> William Ragsdale, obviously famous for uh, being Andrew McCarthy's replacement in Mannequin on the Move. <laughs> That's bad <fan> club. <laughs> Uh, Where else does this guy get? Uh, uh, <laughs> also, I think we mention uh, Mannequin on the Move in a future episode. But fucking hell! <laughs> Mannequin on the Move! Oh. We are very much on probation. As, uh, very uh, much on probation. Lila Vandenberg likes to, like to point out uh, on the set of Uncle, uh, Lila used to say, uh, it's actually Mannequin 2 on the Move. Well, Lila, I looked it up on IMDb, and it is. was Mannequin on the Move in England, and it was Mannequin <laughs> 2 on the Move in the US. So forgive me for not having international knowledge of that movie. <laughs> So we've got to play the game soon, as we're being reminded okay. by Natalie. Let's stop having so much okay. fun. And this game, oh, Suze. got a place that... Okay, oh, this okay. is a game where I have to... I give you a list of celebrities, and you have to say whether the following celebrity is better or worse than the preceding okay. ones. The game's In, called Better or Worse. It's called Better or Worse, and it's right. entirely based on my own opinions. Okay, well, I'll th- have a think. Okay, so Jack Nicholson, that's your first card. Yep. Is Jack Nicholson better or worse than Heath Ledger? Better. Better. He yeah, is better. He's better. Better. Is Heath Ledger better or worse than Cesar Romero? <sighs> better. Worse. Ah, really? Oh, so, no, sorry. Cesar Romero is better. Yeah, Cesar Romero is better. Yeah. Than Heath Ledger. Yes. Yeah. But had Heath Ledger been around long enough, he may have surpassed all he of them. He painted over his moustache. It's not the point. Is the joke. Well, that's the point. No, I know it's not the point, but I'm just like it's being on Heath Ledger's side here. From ja- Jared Leto. I see what you're doing here now no, as well, Nat. Nah, this Jared has got very lazy. <laughs> you haven't even bothered bringing in the fucking photos very anymore. Busy. <laughs> Jared Leto. You've just done a list of people that played the joke. This is Who's the best joker? Yeah. Just Cesar Romero. Caesar Romero is better. Is Jamie Lee Curtis? See, better or worse than Jared Leto? When was she the Jamie? Oh, she better. I ran out. She better. Even, she's better. She's, she's better. She's good, and he is. You haven't even said Mark Hamill. No, better I than who? Ja- is this is <laughs> shit this week, mate. How are we meant to judge Sue's based on better. all of our other guests? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking furious. You've really dropped the ball of late because of this Edinburgh worry. <laughs> I'm just fucking <laughs> oh. furious having to do all this fucking heavy lifting. No, I'm the one that's going to get it in the neck. He talked for 15 minutes about anti-depression pills. 
<laughs> all that mannequin on the move stuff. Yeah, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, it's filler. Nat's done nothing. <laughs> Come on, keep going. It's Bruce Willis better or worse than Jamie Lee Curtis? Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, Jamie Curtis better. I, Bruce well, Willis worse. Uh, he was a dick to Kevin Smith. Yeah, on cop out, so it's okay. But still, don't be professional. Jamie Lee Curtis who's in Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah. I, I so think it's a what? tough she one, actually. Was, uh, she was still a professional. She's Halloween. She's Laurie Strode. Yeah. I think I think, Jamie, I think Jamie Lee Curtis might have it over. She Bruce holds her yeah, yeah. Steve McQueen better or worse than <laughs> Steve McQueen? Which one? The director of Oh Club no, no. Good, good point, though. It's at the end of the game. No, no. keep going. Uh, Rattle through it. Who's Steve McQueen? The old one, better old, than old Steve McQueen. Bruce Willis is better than Steve McQueen. No, Steve McQueen better. No, Steve Bruce Willis's Steve last McQueen four films was straight to video. Steve sure. McQueen was an absolute knobhead. But I would. It's, I'm going to say McQueen better than Bruce Willis. Yeah, so, yes. I mean, Kevin Costner. But your opinion is so fucked up <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> is Kevin Costner better or worse than Steve McQueen? Kevin, Kevin Costner better. Better. Yes. Is Diane Keaton better or worse than Diane Kevin Keaton. Costner? Ke- Diane Keaton better. She is better. Is Meryl Streep better or worse than Meryl Diane Street, Keaton? Meryl Streep. Diane Keaton. I think Diane. I, I, no, I might go Diane Meryl, Meryl Streep. Very tough. They're both high cards. They're high cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This isn't like comparing so Jared Leto to Jamie Curtis. not one of them shit. Jen. I might go Streep. I might Streep go Streep. is consistently bang, bang, yeah, bang. Yeah. She's so good. Diane Keaton's got something. Diane Keaton only needs that one fucking film. That's true. Keaton. You know, and let's that go. Film Keaton. Is. Murder Mysteries. That film is. <laughs> First Wives Club. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit, it is that. Okay, that's <laughs> it. We've got 30 seconds for the, the end, end of the show. <laughs> that was an <laughs> absolute whitewash this week, mate. I'm, I'm uh, sorry that you have to be here for this. Susie's show is on at 1 p.m. This is good of you, The Globe Bar. It's called Supersonic 90s Kid and it's free. But you have to pay on the way out. Don't be an arsehole about it. Some people... And don't put, like, 10p in the bucket. That's no. really fanny yeah, behaviour. do pay. Uh, do I've pay. got a card reader this year, so you haven't got an excuse. Pay me a fiver. That's it. We're <laughs> gone. We're gone. So, see you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.